What's up, poor fam? You know what time it is. And today we're giving you our top ten of the 80s. Let's get into this. All right. Yes, what's up, everybody? All Welcome right. to the Horror Chronicles podcast. The best fucking podcast. Yeah. So, oh, that was Ryan's line. Sorry, man. Yeah, I'm you asshole. You stole my words, man. So, you know what we've been doing for the past, uh, let's see, let's count them out. One, two, three, four, five weeks. Five. We've been talking about 80s horror. Yes. yes. The greatest fucking decade of horror. Yes. I will agree. Sorry if I'm cussing a lot, but I fucking love the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, tonight, what we're doing, like we promised you guys, Ryan and I sat down separately, and we both came up with our top ten list of the 80s. Dude. Now, i got to say that this is not, these are the best films of the 80s. These are our top ten. Yes, absolutely. Everything's personal with movies, you know. These are our favorites. These are our top ten, which I'm going to get, i got a question for you, we'll never hear in a second, but you know, this was hard to do. It was. Um... So much came out of the 80s um, that this was very, very hard to do. Including Ryan. Yes. The greatest thing ever came out of the 80s. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Don't, Michael's first. Yeah, you want to hear what Michael... <laughs> <laughs> That's the funniest shit ever, dude. I don't give a shit. I laughed so hard at that forever. Oh, uh, I, if you know what we're talking about, I, go to our... See if I can put that video in here. Oh, dude. <laughs> if you don't know what we're talking about, go to our Facebook page and check out the, yeah, my post. Uh, it's fucking you can hear Michael Myers talk for the first time. Yeah. But anyways, uh, so we did our top 10 of the 80s. And uh, man, I tell you, I got to 15 and I'm like, fuck. <laughs> How am I going to do this, you know? Um, so, my question to you is, how did you, what were your uh, requirements for yours? How did you go, well, how did you do yours? So, basically, I looked at it as, I looked at the whole decade as a whole, and I said to myself, Self, what were the movies that influenced you the most? What did, you know, what did you thrive on i guess yeah. i mean what what were the movies that thinking back to that decade that you couldn't see yourself living without yes i'm and, with and you that's kind of how i came up with my list now it's funny i i told you earlier there was a funny thing happened while i was doing my top 10 list i went at this objectively and i thought i'm gonna do a top 10 list i'm gonna pick my favorite movie from every year yeah, it didn't work out too good for me. <laughs> um, because there are several years that there are numerous movies in that in that year that were some of my favorite movies. Yeah. And once I get into my list, you're you're gonna catch a lot of that. Yeah. You know. You know, and I'm with you on that. Uh, how I did mine, mm -hmm. and also what helped me out was I'm like, same thing. You know, what did I watch as a kid? You know. And I thought in my head, what do I watch right now that still brings me back? So the nostalgia thing yeah. played a huge yeah. factor into it. And, you know, with mine, I also did um, just the, the – what am I looking for here? The ability to hold up today. Oh, I didn't care if they held up today. Well, they're, for, they're, they're just are, – are they 
Is that truly one of my favorite? I had to do that the last 15. Yeah. Yeah. Because, man, I just, the last 15 were hard for me to, it was hard for me to get rid of five movies. Doing this, guys, is extremely difficult because when you first start out, you're like, okay, I'm just going to write down all the movies that I I want, you know? And and the next thing you know, you're, you're staring at a list that's, got 97 movies on it yeah fuck. And, and you're like how the hell am i gonna eliminate this down to 10 so you just slowly start weeding them out you know well i i love this movie but i love this one more mm-hmm. you know and and this movie was fantastic but this movie really yes holds a place in my and heart, that's where and that's where the nostalgia and the stand the ability to still be good to this day really helped me with the last 15, because, like, it was hard for me to get rid of those five movies yeah, at the yeah. end, you know? I mean, folks, try this yourself. It doesn't even have to be the 80s. Just say, okay, I'm going to pick out my 10 favorite movies of all time. We did it easy on ourselves. We only had a 10-year period. That exactly. All time, movies. I don't even and know. it was still. Very It hard. was still very difficult. So, before we pop it off, I want to mention a movie real quick. Before we pop it off. Before we pop it out. And, uh, you know. But, no, I want to mention a movie that I thought about it really hard. And we talked about it before, of course, in our episode. Uh-huh. Um, and you were surprised I didn't talk about it in the episode. Because it's one of my favorite movies of all time. And you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I know what um, you're talking so about. So, I want to mention this movie. It's not on my list. Because I don't really consider it... Oh, my God. I can't believe that's not on your list. Because I'm pretty sure I know what you're talking about. Yes. Well, hear me out. And the reason why it's not on my list is because I really don't consider it horror. It's something different to me. Okay. Um, Now, that movie's called They Live. Okay? I know, guys. They Live is one of my top five movies of all time. It's just amazing film. To me, it's more of a documentary, like I talked about. Yeah. yeah. Um, So, that's why I didn't put it on my list. Just, I know people are going to be surprised, but it's just something different to me than horror. Now, it's still considered horror in the horror world, which is awesome. By all means, whatever gets you to watch it, watch it. Um, so, I wanted to mention that movie because, to me, that's one of the greatest movies. So, And, I, and I'll go with you on that. That is a fantastic movie, <laughs> and that movie so encompasses the decade of the 80s. It is crazy. Yeah. How how you can watch that film and it just oh yeah that's that's the eighties right there yeah you know? man so I tell you it didn't make my list either yeah so that movie is very important to me I had to mention it because I just felt like I'd be disrespecting it if I didn't mention it but that's, my list has got some shit on it. <laughs> and I can I can almost guarantee you we may only have a couple movies that are the same. Yeah, I was thinking about that earlier too because I mean you I'm know? like you know because we are different. I mean even though we have a love of horror and we love the same films, we do have a different yeah a different era. You era were of, you know you grew you know, up watching I grew the same up thing before the eighties. You yeah. grew up after you yeah. know so at the end. Well, actually, he still hasn't grown up, but... You know, I was born then. You guys are blessed then, and you're yeah. welcome. That's all I got to say is you're welcome. Yeah. But anyway, so let's pop this off, and we'll let you start off with your number 10. Okay, so my number 10 is really going to blow your mind, because... Blow your mind. It, it's going to blow your mind. 
uh, it's going to blow your mind that it's not higher on my list. <laughs> okay. It, okay. Is okay. what is what I'm getting. I got. At. I got a feeling my top ten is going to be the same way for you. Okay. So, favorite films of the '80s. My number ten film. Is 1985's Return of the Living Dead. Ah! Uh, this movie is so chock full of zombie goodness and just the cast in this film. I mean, so this movie was directed by Dan O'Bannon. We have talked about this movie numerous times. It's very odd that this movie is not higher on my list. Yes, I'm surprised. But it's not for a reason, and you guys will catch that as the as the show goes on. Uh, this movie stars the fantastic James Karen, God rest his soul, because I passed away not too long ago. Uh, Tom Matthews is Freddy, and Freddy and Frank in this film are perfect. I mean, they are like fucking Abbott and Costello, <laughs> fucking Laurel and Hardy. You got fucking Freddie and Frank. You know? Freddie I mean, and Frank. Just fantastic. And you couldn't talk about this movie without mentioning the fantastic and lovely Linnea Quigley. I knew you were going to say that. I knew it. That is one of the big reasons why this movie made my list was because of Linnea Quigley. There you go. If you don't know who Linnea Quigley is, Linnea Quigley is one of the best screen queens from the 80s into the 90s, um, mostly the 80s, though. Um, and she has a fantastic rack. Don't I have a nice rack? <laughs> she does things with a tube of lipstick that would blow your mind. Oh, yeah. But anyway, Return of the Living Dead, I mean, you just can't go wrong with that film. Yeah, you it's know, fun. that's a great film. I can't believe it's not higher on your list. Um, but then again, there's a fucking ton of movies, so it is. it's hard to... Did, did this movie make your list? Did not. Well, did not. Hey, 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 this one did not make my list. Ah. We'll talk about ah, that later. I know what's coming then. I know what's coming. <laughs> but, so, uh, you know, we could talk about Return of the Living Dead all night. We all know the story. You know, just so many iconic scenes, and one of the best is Linnea Quigley as trash, dancing naked on top of it. Well, you know what, man? In that movie... <clears throat> It's uh the the soundtrack the yes, the film yes. the way they filmed the cinematography the everything in that movie is just awesome. I'm a huge huge zombie fan and send more cops. Yeah, yeah, it's just so just so, everything. I mean, this movie is really honestly could you consider this movie a horror comedy? Yeah, for sure. For I sure. No, nah, I don't know cuz see most horror comedies are like you know, haunted house. Well, you know what, you know, man? For I guess, you know, to be honest with you, this I, is more horror than it is comedy. But it's a very, it's very funny. But horror. most horror movies do have fucking a good hint of comedy. That's in them. true. Almost, That's almost true. all of them. That's true. You know, because uh, they're hitting to your highest senses. Yes, you know? yes. You know, you're scared, but you're hat, you're and you're laughing. You know, you're scared. You're if laughing. you're happy and you're scared, shut your pants. <laughs> this is a perfect fucking time to put my hair. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i i love that film man um the reason why that it's one's not cool. on the reason why that one's not on my list is because you'll find out it's later on my list so many others. you'll I mean, find out later on in my list it, it um, was hard for me i mean i was looking at a, a huge list 
But I honestly, this movie made my list because of Linnea Quigley. Gotcha. Uh, because of those iconic scenes in this film and another movie that didn't make my list that she was in that may have made yours, so I'm not going to talk about it. It did. Um, Linnea Quigley, you made it to number 10. Love you, girl. So, um, my number 10, you're going to be surprised. Surprised. You're going to be surprised. And that is a good little old film that you can hear us talk a lot about on Strange Frequencies. Oh, shit. Maximum Overdrive. Maximum Overdrive. That's right, guys. We, uh, we did a whole episode on this movie with Mr. Bill Van Vagel and Nathan Barbal on uh, Strange Frequencies under their Phantom Galaxy page. Um, but anyways, guys, Maximum Overdrive. That, that shocks me that that's not higher on your I know. I it figured really it was. because I know you love that film. Uh, it's one of my – yeah, I mean – and I love that film for the soundtrack. Yeah, yeah. You know. I love the soundtrack. Uh, this film, you and know. Stephen King at the ATM. Yes, the uh, classic. You know. Emilio Estevez is one of my favorite actors. Emilio! The Mighty Duck Man himself. Um, he's one of my favorite actors. And um, this movie, um, this is where the nostalgia thing kicks in. You know, uh, it's, it's, it's one of those films that, it's like if you want to watch a horror movie and you don't know what to watch, you're like, dude, Maximum Overdrive cannot go wrong with that, you know? And, um, and as, you can watch it with your kids if you wanted to. Yeah, there's no nudity or nothing like that in it. I mean... Um, there's one small scene in there that's a little provocative, but no, yeah, but no not, nudity, no major gore, like, no... You, you know? know. Um, I don't want to say kid-friendly film, but... Well, you, you know, could watch man. It with your kids. Yeah, from what trust me, from what kids are watching on YouTube and shit like that. Yeah, that's true. They're that's perfectly true. fine I mean, watching this movie. It's not like goosebumps, but you know. Yeah. So, um, you know, this film. The reason why it's my number ten. Again, um, I had I got my movies down to fifteen, and it was really freaking hard for me to get my list. Yeah. You know, yeah. out there. Oh yeah. So um, believe me, I know. Yeah. So this made my number ten. Still made my list. I mean, number 10 out of the 80s is like fucking number one now. You know, it's, yeah. it's, yeah. it's, yeah. so, um, again, you know, this movie, Maximum Overdrive, if you guys haven't seen this, where the hell you been? But it's about basically, you know, the Earth comes into orbit, or I guess like actually a comet's tail it, comes in. It into goes orbit. through the path of a comet's tail. And, um, you know, electronic stuff comes alive and things start happening. And, you know, it's funny because we talked about this a little bit too uh, when we did our other episode about it with the the boys over there, and uh, <laughs> it's funny that not everything was you know taken over. <laughs> yeah. Some people's cars were cool, some right. people were you yeah. know, but yeah. that's just the love. That's the that's the great thing about the '80s, man. It's just like there's a lot of shit that who cares if it doesn't make fucking sense. Right, right. It doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. This movie is a type of movie that you watch. And just want to fucking vegetate yeah. and have yeah, a good like, time. What does deal with the green fog. I mean, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, I mean, you know. It's like who gives a shit, man? Just enjoy the fucking whatever. film. Yeah, just have a good time. Yeah, and that's exactly why this one made it. Um, and made, it is a very fun film to watch. Oh, 100 percent, dude. One hundred percent, man. Fun. It's uh, yeah. I I can't say 
any more about that besides you'll have a blast watching it. You can watch it with your children, and uh, you will not go wrong. It's it's one of those movies where you know you'll never go wrong watching right. it. Right. If it's like, man, what do I got to pick? Oh, this one for sure. We'll yeah. watch this one because yeah. I know you'll um, like it. Yeah, it's one of those movies I have to pull out and watch at least once a year. Mm-hmm. And uh, the other night, somebody asked me if they could borrow it, and I, I, I cringed. <laughs> but, but I did let them borrow it. So, Oof. Uh, you know, it was, uh, that, that was rough. <laughs> ho- hopefully I get it back. <laughs> you know, All right, yeah. about taking their firstborn child. To get, you know, yeah. I'm going to need the blood of your firstborn yeah. child. Yeah. So your number 10 was? Return of the Living Dead. Return of the Living Dead, guys. Do my, you want a party? Hey, my number 10, Maximum Overdrive. So, yes. yeah. moving on up. Moving on up. To number so, nine. You know, when Ryan talks about how hard this list was to do, <laughs> I mean, it was extremely difficult because there were movies out there that are freaking cult classics that didn't make my list. Oh, 100%. There's uh, actually one I'll you know, show you. And there are movies out there that are freaking phenomenal, and I'm, I'm going to throw one out there. Uh, the Fly did not make my list. Mine either. Uh, fantastic film. Fant- uh, Jeff Goldblum, Gina Davis, great film. Absolutely love that movie, but wasn't one of my favorites. Great movie. I love it. Yep. But so it didn't make my list. Let's talk about what did make your list. Your number nine, sir. Number nine. 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 Nine, nine okay. times. So my number nine is kind of along the same lines as my number ten. <laughs> Kinda. My number nine is House from 1985. Ooh, good one. Uh, House from uh, 1985 was directed by Steve Miner, which, remember that name because it's going to be important here in a minute. Um, uh, Starred William Catt, uh, Greatest American Hero. George Went, Norm from Cheers. Norm! Norm! And Richard Mull, who was Bull from Night Court. I am a sucker for haunted house movies. Just yeah. an absolute. You are just a sucker. I am just an absolute sucker. Um, <laughs> I, I love haunted house films. I love ghost stories, and this movie had a little bit of everything in it. You know, yes, I mean, this guy is a... moves into his aunt's house. It's haunted by spirits of his past. I look this up. You know. Oh yeah. Um, you know, and this movie is just fun. Uh, oh, like, extremely fun. Like you said. Uh, it's one of those movies that people forget about. Yeah, it is. And that's, that's why I threw it on my list. I actually saw this movie in the theater and fell in love with it. Uh, it was a regular watch for me all through my teen years. And, you know, uh, even now, I mean, I've got, I've, it's funny, I've got two copies of it in there in case I break one. And I, yeah, and I don't, and by no means did I say that's a movie that people forget about and be, that, that being rude. What I meant by that is, you know, you find those movies that you haven't seen long time. Oh, fuck, this is a great film, yeah, dude. Why did I forget gems. about this, man? Those hidden gems. You know, you're yeah. like, shit, I can't believe I forgot about this movie. And that's one of them, you know? It's- it is. It, it, it's always been for me. There's just so much. There's a lot of cool atmosphere to it. There's a lot of campiness to it. Don't oh, yeah. get me wrong. A yeah. lot of campiness in this film. But there's so many cool moments, you know, like when he's hiding behind that freaking fort thing and he's got the rope on the closet yeah. door, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, George walks in and he's like, hey. Yeah, dude. What are you doing? 
you know, he's all got his freaking military helmet on and his goggles. And, yeah, just a really cool movie. Yeah. Uh, and, the, and honestly, the chemistry between them two was pretty good the whole movie, you know, because he was constantly trying to push him away. You know, William Cat. Yes. You know, was constantly trying to push him away. And he was he was the nosy neighbor that kept on, wanting to know what was going on. And you always have nosy neighbors who want to know what yeah. the fuck is going yeah. on. Yeah. You know, Over it's a, here, it's my dog. My dog is the nosy neighbor. <laughs> well, you know, it's like... Uh, it, it's it's one of those... They're scary. Like, if you're a, a kid, it's scary. Yeah. But yeah. if you're an adult, you can like the movie, too. Yeah. So it's one of those movies you watch and... You know, yeah, it's funny when I watched it as a kid, uh, yeah, it scared me, but when I got older and watched it as an adult, I'm like, this is actually really cool the way they put this film together. Well, there you go, and that was Steve Miner. I mean, Steve Miner, the guy that directed this, uh, did some did some great stuff, and uh, yeah, we'll get into that here in a minute. Ooh, yeah, Ooh. yeah, the great, great choice. That one did not make my list, but it's a good choice, though. Yeah. See, this is what I'm talking about with this. is so yeah. cool because there's so many. When we first started doing this, um, me and JT were like, man, I bet we're going to have like the same fucking list. And then, yeah. But then you start going through everything like we did for the last five weeks. You know, We're like, fuck. There's so yeah. much great shit out there. Well, and it all depends on, like, you know, like I said, how we grew up. I mean, I grew up a little earlier than you did. You know, so, I mean, things hit me differently than they hit you. Yes, you know? yeah. And, and it just, uh, they're, they're all great films. It just, mm-hmm. you know. So, with my number nine, the two movies that are my ten, nine and ten. Nine's, it's the same damn movie. Nine's going sure. to surprise you, too, oh, that God. it's not higher on my list. And uh, just the fact that these two movies are on my lot, the bottom of my list, it shows you how hard it is it's, to fucking... It shows me how good your list is going to be. You know, so my number nine on my list is a little movie called Silver Bullet. What? Yes. What the <laughs> fuck? I'm telling you, dude. Dude. I know. I know. you got to have some fucking serious fucking horsepower on that list. Well, you know, a couple of movies you probably wouldn't think... There's probably a movie on this list. Probably a movie on this list that you're going to be like, oh, I didn't see you having that one, but yeah. I think it's an amazing film. But anyway. Well, s- as much as I can't believe that, Silver Bullet didn't make my list. Yeah, but like you said, <laughs> but it's I different. love that movie. Yes. It's a great movie. For me, though, it's a surprise. It was, on, it was on my whittled down list of yes. 30. You know? Yeah. But then I had to go through and go. So, you know, for me, though, I, I just pulled out darts and threw yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. That's not even on the that's not even a horror movie. Shit, we're gonna talk about the wall, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but uh you know, Silver Bullet, um, I know it's prize number nine. Fuck, dude, that just blows my mind. But uh this movie, highly fucking influential in my life. Yeah, yeah. Um absolutely. It's a staple in my household. Um we watch it like two or three times a year. Um, Dude, think about that movie and think about anybody other than Gary Busey being in that film. God. Oh, man. He, he fucking Dude, he killed made that, that shit. Film. Yeah, I will agree with you, man. He, of course, you got Gary Busey, Corey Haim. Um, oh, what is that? Why am I forgetting? Edward. Uh, yes. Uh, oh, my God. Not Edward Cullen. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'd have kicked you in your nuts uh, right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Oh, God, I can't remember his last name. But, yeah. But, anyway, yeah. I mean, just phenomenal. Star-studded cast. And just this film uh, is very nostalgic for me. Um, I kind of surprised myself when I put it as my number nine. Uh, he shocked the fuck out of me. Yeah, well, you know, I just kind of... I thought of, there's a lot of thought presses through all this shit, man, but I was like, it has to be on my list. So that was one of the movies I knew were going to for sure be on my list. Um, it's one of the first horror movies that I watched. Um, not the first. Yeah, not the first, but one of the first. So Silver Bullet, if you haven't seen this, um, it's about a boy who is paralyzed from the waist down, and him and his sister... And their uncle Red. Oh, uh, the sister was uh, Megan Follows. Yes, and um, they. I know that because of my wife, <laughs> who doesn't like horror. Oh yeah, but I made um, her watch that one day, and she's like, "Oh my god, that's Megan Follows for Man of Green Gables." I'm like, "What? <laughs> what are you talking about?" But yeah, you know this movie. I looked it up. She was right. If you haven't seen it, it's about this brother sister. Who they live in a small, you know, little country town where everyone gets together and they do this thing, and it just so happens to be coming up on the, uh, you know, Fourth of July. Fourth of July. Yeah, which is hey, coming up real soon. Couple days away for us. And uh, you know, some things start happening, like people start getting killed. Kilt. Kilted. Kilted. They, D E D dead. <laughs> so uh, yes, sir. people start getting killed in these weird ways, and um, it just happens to be a werewolf. So I don't want to. If you haven't seen this movie, I'm not going to talk about it in depth because I want you to watch it and I want you to experience it. It's narrated too, which is really cool. I like the way they did the narration on it. You mm -hmm. know. Yeah. Uh, it's not narrated all the way through, but there's parts where it's narrated, which they they did an excellent job at bringing in the narration when it needed to be in yeah. and when it it's didn't need like to be. It's almost like watching Stand By Me. Yes. Great, great <laughs> reference. You know, kind of like the same kind of yeah, yeah. the way it's filmed. Yeah. Um, but it's about a werewolf. So uh, you won't go wrong with it. Uh, like I said, Gary Busey fucking kills it in this movie. Um, one of my all-time favorite movies, period. I'm surprised it's so slow on my list. I, I know. am but, absolutely uh, shocked. But there's a lot of heavy hitters in there, there you know. Is, so, um, my what was your number nine? My number nine was House. House. Mine, number nine, Silver Bullet. Silver oh, Bullet. Great film. Fuck yeah. Great film. All right. So. Number eight. Here you go. <laughs> number eight. And this is kind of interesting because... There's a couple instances on my list where this will happen. So my number eight film is going to be Friday the 13th Part 3. Ooh. From 1982. Now, if you remember my last film, House, directed by Steve Miner. Huh. Friday the 13th Part 3, directed by Steve Miner. Yes, it's the same guy. I looked it up. <laughs> uh, this uh, stars uh, Dana Kimmel as Chris, uh, Tracy uh, Savage as Debbie, and Richard Broker plays Jason. Yeah. I'm going to tell you right now why this movie is number eight on my list. 
because it's iconic. Uh, this film, if you watch this film, you could argue that it's not the greatest in the series or the greatest film. To me, it holds major merit because in this film, it was the very first time we see Jason don the iconic hockey mask. Yeah. And that is the whole reason why I love this film. That, and I put a post on Facebook today about it, those damn enchiladas. <laughs> those damn enchiladas. <laughs> uh, just a very cool film. The way they put this together, you know, it's your typical... Kids out camping, Jason shows up, fucking wreaks havoc, kills a bunch of people. But there's so many little things that happen in this film, like Jason getting his hockey mask. And he gets it because of a prankster that's in the group with him. They accidentally run into some bikers at a, at a store, at a, like a general store. This prankster accidentally backs over one of their motorcycles. Oh, well, guess what? The bikers follow him back to the... And some shit goes down. And uh, fucking shit goes down. But what what else was cool about this film was this was right in the middle of the big 3D craze during the 80s. So they filmed this movie in 3D, of course. Um, You can get copies of this film where you get both... Disc. You get a 3D disc, and they supply you with a set of 3D glasses. Got mine. Looks fucking horrible. Got um, mine. And then they also have a regular disc. But the regular disc, what's cool about it is, is if you watch that in a dark room, you still get that 3D effect. If you're watching it on a decent-sized TV, mm-hmm. you know, you still get those cool 3D effects. Now, you get a lot of weird shit that it's like, oh, they just did that because it was in 3D. But it works. It yeah. works, folks. Yeah. This movie is great. It's a fun Every, film. Everything about it. The kills in this movie, the the story, it, it's just a cool film. I love this. I love, you know, I'm about to blow your mind. None of the Friday 13s made it on my list. I have two. See? None of them... But I'm a big Friday the Thirteenth, and and I love them. Huge. I love Huge. the film. I love the films. Absolutely love them. They're I think fl- Jason should be voted for president. Yeah. What do you think of that? He'll definitely be on your Mount Slashmore. Yes. Definitely. <laughs> definitely. definitely. But uh, you know, um, I'd have problems picking the fourth. Though. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah. Uh, Friday Thirteenth, man. Especially part part three is good. Enchiladas. Enchiladas. All those damn enchiladas. The damn enchiladas. Uh, no, but um, they didn't make my list, but they're still fucking great films. Yeah. They're fun oh, yeah, films. Absolutely. Slasher and, craze. And it's stuff like this, folks, is why we're doing this, because we have two completely different lists. Now, we didn't talk to each other. Mm-hmm. Neither one of us. We still, he's got his list over there. I have no idea what's on it. I've got mine here. He has no idea what's on it. Yep. You know? And, and it, it's weird that we don't have the same films on there. But then on the other side, it's really not all that weird because yeah. there's so many great films. I come to realize, uh, well, and I'll tell you this, Friday the 13th, uh, two of those were on my last, like... Your big list. My big yeah. list that was hard for me to break down. Um, break it down. Oh. So, yeah. Uh, you know, those films, they're fun. 
a lot of nudity. I mean, come on, you guys yeah. know it's yeah. it's it's. And that's probably why I liked them so much. Yeah, yeah, that's why I liked them when I was a kid growing up. You know, plus I love slasher movies. You yeah. Know? So oh, yeah. this has got everything. This has got '80s horror written all over it. Yeah. You know, absolutely. But then again, this is why we said we make these lists. Everybody's list is going to be different. We want to do this so we can a test ourselves and try to get us to make ourselves a fucking yeah. number ten yeah. list. Yeah. And b to give you guys our um, thoughts on things. Yeah. I just fucking realized we're both wearing Michael Myers shirts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's crazy. You know, um, my I just I just pulled a um, Bill Van Vagel. A Bill Van Vagel. Yes. Would you go to watch something on Tubi? No, I switched my lists up. Oh, shit. I just switched two of my numbers up. Oh, God. Here we go. My new number eight. Who does number eight work for? I got a feeling this one's going to be on your list. Oh, shit. So you may not be talking about this one yet. But my new number eight is a little old movie you guys may have heard of called Poltergeist. <laughs> yeah, you're right. We're not going to be talking about that film. Yeah, so... Because uh, I'm not even going to tell you where it's at. <laughs> yeah, I don't want you to tell me nothing. But I, I had a feeling this was going to be your list. It jumped down to my Absolutely. number eight. And the reason why I jumped down to my number eight is I was sitting here thinking about things. And I'm like, you know what? This one's a little bit more important to me. So I switched it. Okay. It was higher on my list. Cool. I switched it. But anyways, Poltergeist, guys, we're going to talk about that more here in a minute. But I'll just give you kind of... Uh, yeah. Whatever pretty, pretty in depth. <laughs> so um, I won't go too deep into it. Great fucking film. Excellent film. Yeah. The way yeah. everything about, about it. That movie. So uh, just, JT's going to want to talk about it. I, I know. I will say a lot about that movie here in a little Yeah. Bit. So I don't want to go too in depth with it. I love it. It's number eight on my top, you know, top 10 list. Very nostalgic for me. That's why it made it on my yeah. list. Yeah. Plus, it's just the. The, the, everything in it is just creepy. Um, I'll I can't, be honest with you. I cannot see myself. I cannot see my life without that film. So there you go. I, I really so, I, so how I feel about it, excellent film. Very nostalgic. You will not go wrong watching that movie. Um, period. period. And we'll, we'll, go, period. We'll, we'll, we'll move on because I, I, I knew that movie was going to be on JT's up upper part of his list so way up on my list so we'll uh we'll move on up to number seven all right do you want to do your seven or you want me to go i can go ahead i can so my number seven is a movie you probably did not think was going to be on my list oh no it's a little movie called children of the corn okay. now this okay. movie I, I am a little shocked, but I can see that. Yes. Uh, well, A, I'm, not only am I a horror movie fan, but I'm also like an apocalyptic movie fan, mm -hmm. action fan. Mm -hmm. There's a little lady in this movie who is in one of my other favorite movies that's an action movie called Terminator. And her name is Linda Hamilton. And um, she, uh, this film, Children of the Corn, my number seven, when I was a kid, creep the fucking shit yeah. out of me. Oh, yeah. I'll agree with you on that. And um, the atmosphere of this movie, the way they did the set, everything 
is just super fucking creepy. And I was a kid. And technically, I would be okay in this movie. You would have been. Uh, you know, and that's, that's what... Well, you know, for most of us that watch this film, we watched it as children, and it still fucking creeped us out. Exactly, that's my you point. Um, and we shouldn't have been the ones creeped out because we'd have been fine. We were kids. And that's one of the main reasons... One of the main reasons why it's high on my well, number seven on my well, list. I don't know. See, I was, I was, because their cutoff was their eighteen. Cutoff was eighteen. So I was, I was a few years away from that. So that's why I made this one my number seven. Very nostalgic. Did you write down when that came out? I did not. I, I want to say that was eighty-five. Yeah, it was. I, I'm thinking. Well, I can look it up. I'm, I'm thinking it was... Um, actually, I think I already have it looked up. As a matter of fact, I do look at that right in front of my face. Um, 84. 84, okay. 84. It also had uh, Peter Horton as Linda. He was play, he played Bert, and Vicky was played by Linda. And, um, you know, they were soon to be married. Well, they just got married. My bad. And um, they're traveling to go to a uh, place where her husband, who's a doctor, he's going to be getting a new job and shit, you know, so they're traveling through, and uh, they run through the, they run through this town. And there's an old man who owns a garage. There's always a fucking creepy old man. And he he tells them, don't go that way, go the other way, you know, don't they don't want, they don't like they don't like strangers in that town. Yeah. Which if you know these the cool thing about this these movies is if you know these movies, when you watch horror movies that come out today, you see the little nod of the hat to these movies. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I'm saying? That's yeah. like with they throw, um they throw all those little things on there. With Cabin in the Woods, yeah. you know. Cabin in the Woods. They yeah. tell you always listen to the uh, guy old man at the gas station, you yeah. know. Well this is one of those movies who came out that came out that tell you. But anyways, Children of the Corn, it's about these kids who you know, religious freaks and stuff. They killed all the adults in the town. They it, I this movie, if you haven't seen it I'm sure most of you have if you're listening to this. If you have not seen this one, you got to watch this movie. To me, this is a very... And you don't hear it talked about a lot, but I feel like this is an important movie for horror because, like I said before, I was a kid, and I still was terrified of this movie. Right. Um, And towards the end, really cool scene, like with the cornfield and the Mm -hmm. freaking... Dude... Just everything about the atmosphere of this Mounted movie. Earth. Yes. Yeah. The atmosphere of this movie, the the soundtrack, the way they put the music behind, and you're constantly hearing mm-hmm. the oh, yeah. dude, fucking creepy as shit. Yeah. Great film. You guys will not go wrong with that. My number seven, Children of the Corn. But, you know, and this movie was was right up there. I actually saw this before I saw. Village of the Damned, ah, okay. which was very similar to this film, okay. with yes, uh, Christy Alley, yes, and Christopher Reed. Yeah, um, you know, another great film. Yes, but that's it a was great right movie. along the same lines as that Children of the Corn. Uh, very creepy movie. In fact, it's funny that movie is one of those films that, like, now when you're driving through somewhere and you're driving through some cornfields, mm-hmm. 
he who walks behind the road. Yes. You know, I yes. mean, it just, I, it always comes out of my mouth whenever I'm driving through a cornfield. No, oh, that part, you know? just a real quick mention real quick, you know, that part where uh, the boy's running from the place and then the part where he's actually getting killed and they got the, <laughs> the music playing. Yeah. But you hear him going, ah, yeah. Dude, that, yeah. But, oh man. Yeah. Great film. Children wow. of the Corn, my number seven. That's cool. You guys have checked cool. that one out. I wasn't <clears> expecting that. I didn't think you would be. Thought I surprised myself that. with this list. Yeah. It made me think about a lot of things. <laughs> it, it did. It made you, you know? think about your own existence. Yes. I'm, I'm contemplating it what's, did me. It what's did life me. all about. Um, <laughs> what's your number seven? So here we go with my number seven, which may or I don't know, your list is fucking weird, dude. Yeah. <laughs> you've kind of thrown me for a loop here. I know. Uh, I figured I would. There's a few on here you're going to so know. So my number seven may or may not have made your list. But my number seven is a remake. Ooh, oh, okay. And I'm talking about John Carpenter's The Thing. I knew this was going to make it. It did not make my list. 1982. I know it's a project. Of course, directed by John Carpenter. The Man. Uh, starred fucking ever so awesome Kurt Russell. Fuck yeah. As McCready. Uh, Keith David as Childs. Uh, Wilford Brimley is uh, Dr. Blair. I got diabetes. So on and so on. (laughs) So many great actors in this film. Uh, This movie, uh, I remember, I didn't see this movie until it was on cable, and I think that was probably around 83. Um, And I watched this movie so many times. I was just so engrossed in it. Um, I've always been big into aliens and different things like that, and... This movie was just really cool. I actually, whenever I saw this film, I didn't find out until years later that it was even a remake. Um, Okay, remake. It's probably the best remake ever made. I mean, it was a fantastic film. The isolation these guys felt just being in this Antarctic wasteland, you know, um, being trapped with something that they don't know anything about or how to control. You know, just so many cool scenes in it and just the grotesqueness of the alien and uh, just, oh. Uh, yeah. You know, and it's, it's funny. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about the scene because I have to. So the scene where he has collected all the blood from the people. Uh-huh. Every time, I know exactly who it is, but I fucking still jump every fucking time he puts that fucking hot poker in that dish and the fucking blood's... <laughs> I don't know why, man. I, I still, I jump every time. See, this one didn't make my list. Just a fucking cool movie. And it is a great movie. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you something. Kurt Russell, the fucking man. Yeah, um, absolutely. Uh, but this one didn't make my list. But again, it's a great fucking horror movie. Yeah. Great horror movie. Oh, yeah. um, my the way, a lot of the reasons that I pick my movies is a little different than others. You know, I pick mine. A lot of it has to do with nostalgia. Yeah, it has to yeah. do with where it takes me when I'm watching it. Right. You know. Yeah, and I get that. Uh, you know, I don't know that the thing really takes me anywhere other than to my childhood when I watched it. Well, that's what I, I'm saying. Well, that's know? what I'm saying. I man. mean, uh, to to watch that film, it there. The, they're so secluded and so alone, you know, and trapped. Well, it's like you, it just—it's—it's it's a very claustrophobic movie. Yeah, you know? and it's a great fucking movie, dude. Yeah, like the whenever is. that fucking whenever it, look, it takes over the dog and shit. Oh, and it's yeah. all fuck, yeah. dude. It's freaking horrible. 
Man. Having to burn these things with the freaking flamethrower. Fuck, dude. Everything, you know? And you don't know who... Well, I mean, if you've seen the film, you know who. But as you're going through, you know, it, it's almost got that murder mystery feel to it, yeah. too. Because you don't know... It's probably one of these guys, but you don't know who, and and it's not who you think it is, and, you know. It's just really cool the way he, uh, Carpenter's a master at this kind of stuff. He's just, he's the man, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's nothing else to say about that. He's yeah. just the freaking Absolutely. man. Absolutely. So I'm going to go ahead and let you do well, your, going back to, you're going to go back to your number six there, Boudreaux. Six, six, six. The number of the beast. Ah, little maiden for you. Oh, yeah. Um, hope we don't get in trouble for that. Copyrighted. Yeah. <laughs> uh, number six. Uh, I've told you guys numerous times I'm a sucker for ghost stories and haunted houses and stuff like that. Uh, number six is an odd movie to make anybody's top ten list. Ooh, but, okay. Uh, well, I say that. It's... It's not because it's a great film. It just it does. It's not one of those movies that's high on the radar. Gotcha. Um, and that movie is The Changeling Ooh. from nineteen eighty. Ooh. Uh, this movie was uh, directed by Peter uh, Novak. Uh, stars George C. Scott and Trish Van Dever. Uh, George C. Scott plays a man who his wife and daughter are accidentally killed in a car accident, and he takes a job at a university as a composition teacher, uh, and so he ends up renting a house that is off campus grounds, and the house is haunted. And there, of course, there's a story behind the haunting. Um, and he's got to figure it out. But there's so many cool scenes in this film uh, that just kind of creep you out. You know, uh, there's a really cool seance scene in this movie. There, you know, the house is just, of course, it's an absolutely gorgeous house, even though it's a little rundown. You know, um, it's like a freaking mansion. You know, <laughs> yeah, uh, just very cool. Uh, one of the really creepy things about this film is. The ghost is actually a child, um, so that kind of unnerves you from the beginning. Mm. But, you know, one of the scenes that that usually screws a lot of people up is the ball down, b- bouncing down the staircase because um, it, it kind of fucks George C. Scott up, too. <laughs> you know? uh, but interesting uh, little bit of trivia here. Uh, so George C. Scott starred in this film with Trish, Trisha Van Dever. Uh, he actually ended up marrying her, and Ooh. they were married for years. A little on onset romance. Yeah, this happens here every time. So great film. <laughs> if you haven't seen it and you like a good ghost story, now there's not a lot of jump scares. There's not a lot of jump scares. It's just uh, oh, the whole movie has just got a creepy feel. You know, this movie reminds, I, and it's so fucking weird. I know it's gonna, it sounds weird, but this the way. The atmosphere of this movie and the way it's filmed and everything. You know what it reminds me of? We used to have to watch this shit, shit all the time in school. The House of Usher. Oh, yeah, yeah. It kind of reminds me the way it's filmed. Yeah, the, yeah. Kinda, like the way it looks. You Except, know. you know, The House of Usher was like a hammer horror film. Kinda. Yeah. They, they got a little extreme with blood and stuff. 
Whereas this movie, there's hardly anything like that in yeah. there. Uh, it's just a very creepy vibe. The vibe is the same. The story of this movie will creep you out. Yeah, it's a good one. That's surprising me. That's a good very, one. I very cool film. I didn't even think very that cool. was... This, uh, this is one of those films that's up there with classic. Yeah. You know? It's, yeah. Uh, you, when you watch this film, you feel like you're watching... Oh, I don't want to say a masterpiece, but a, a master class in, in suspense. Suspense, baby. Yeah. So, cool. my number six is a movie that uh, has to do with one of your movies. It's a little movie called Return of the Living Dead 2. Oh, part two. Yeah, yes. baby. Yes, sir. That's yes, my sir. number six, Return of the Living Dead I part two. I looked at that and looked at that and looked at that and said, nope, I'm not putting it. I had to, man. It's a uh, I'm a zombie fan. I love zombie movies, and uh, this one, I love part one, but this one, I just, I think it has a lot to do with when I was younger, the kid aspect. Yeah, you yeah. know, um, <laughs> the I, mean, big, I just watched this not too long. Ago. I know. I literally I mean, just watched it, this probably a couple months ago. Fucking cool movie. Um, it always kind of fucked me up because I remember them bringing James Karen back, Frank. Yeah, well, and both, I was and always like, how do, wait, how the fuck did they do that? And so I watched it again not too long ago, and I was like, ah, I, okay, I got it. I, I see what you did there. I see what you did. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you know, this is just one of those, just like uh, Return of the Living Dead. Mm-hmm. It's uh, just one of those fun zombie movies. Uh, it's cool. What's cool about this one is, is that it, uh, and, the you know, the first one, is that you have a reason why there are. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's it's not some weird thing that happens or whatever. Mm-hmm. There's a reason. Yeah. There's a story behind it. Uh, I love... Okay. One of the main things in this movie that stuck in my head ever since I was a child um, is the kid's face that turns into a zombie. The older kid who's a little asshole, you know? His face when he turns and he actually sees him and he, and he comes out and he's like, bray, you know, yeah. and he's going after him. That kid's face stuck in my fucking head my whole life. So when I think about zombie movies, I'm like, there was a time when I was like, what the fuck was that movie? I didn't remember what the movie yeah. was. Yeah. The, like we talked about earlier when we were saying like I sometimes. I all the time. It's like, what the hell was that movie from? Yeah. Most of the time I end up owning the movie. Exactly. You know, you know? It's like, so it's yeah. one of those things. And then, um, but. Return of Living Dead 2, great little fun soundtracks, um, comedy kind of, you yeah. know. Uh, you know, what's weird is, is Return of the Living Dead 2 wasn't quite as campy as the first one. Nope. It was a little more serious, Yeah, but it was still on the same line Yes, the, the first film. But I, I fucking, this is one of my favorites, man. Um, I'm a huge, like I said, I'm a huge zombie fan. Yeah. And this one was one of those movies I watched when I was younger, and it was like, um, it would get me, you know, amped up, and I'd be like, yeah. oh, dude, it would be cool if this happened, if this happened, yeah. you know. So um, it's just super, super nostalgic for me. Um, I don't think you'll go wrong watching this one. No, absolutely It's not. uh It's just one of those films that's really fun, you know. It's 80s, 100% 80s. Yeah. You know what I mean? You got her fucking doing her jazzercise shit, fucking in the living room and stuff, and all that kind of shit, you know. Oh, they try to take the old man's car. Yeah, no one drives my car, you know. (laughs) Fucking, 
You gotta love it. Yeah. It's a great film. You will definitely so not cool go wrong scenes. with that one, man. Um, there's a ton of great scenes in this one. The fucking uh, fucking zombie with the screwdriver stuck in her fucking head. Yeah. Yep. Get that screwdriver out of my head! <laughs> <laughs> ah. Oh, shit. Oh, I love it. It's love a great it. film. Yeah. Um, if yeah, you guys absolutely. haven't seen this one, I'm surprised. If you, I'm sure most of you guys have seen that one. If not, you gotta watch it. Uh, we'll not be disappointed, man. Yeah. So my number six was Return of the Living Dead Part 2. All right, brother. So I've forgotten how to count. You're on number five. Oh, I'm on number five. (laughs) 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 All right, so number five. I told you this was going to happen. Yet another series movie. Um, Funny, it came right after the other one that I just talked about. I don't know. Few minutes ago. Oh, I see. Uh, so I know my, where you're going. my number five is Friday the Thirteenth, the final chapter. Arguably the greatest Friday the Thirteenth film in the series. That is my favorite, by the way. Um, so many cool things in this movie. So many fucked up things in this movie. Um, <laughs> the the most fucked up thing is the Crispin Glover dance. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. Uh, so anyway, uh, this film uh, was actually uh, directed by Joseph Zito. Um, it starred Eric Anderson as Rob, uh, Judy R. Aronson is the lovely Samantha, uh, Peter Barton played uh, Doug. Which Peter Barton, if you guys don't know who he is. He did a show called The Adventures of Matthew Starr, uh, early 80s. Um, very weird. He was an alien. Uh, weird weird show. But uh, And, of course, Corey Feldman is Tommy. The man! And, Hello, Corey uh, Ted White played Jason. Uh, you know, the modus operandi of this movie is pretty much the same. Uh, somebody fucked up and pissed Jason off and he's going to kill a bunch of people. Um, just some very cool feel to this film. Typical Friday the 13th, but on a much bigger budget. Uh, you know, you got Tom Savini doing all the makeup for the... The man, and, uh, Tom Savini. Just, you know, when you got to the end of this film, you truly thought uh, this is the end they, they my, can't they can't do anymore <laughs> one of my favorite parts of the one of my favorite parts of this movie is in it's just a fucking little part dude but the part with the hitchhiker chick and the banana you know oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> the sign. yeah. fuck you <laughs> yeah yeah oh uh, this is my favorite one of the one of the fucked up Parts of the movie is, is remember the car breaks down and the guy uh-huh. the, like the big uh, dude, the hiker the, yeah. dude or whatever is uh is walking by and uh, they pick him up and anyway he goes as you get close to the end of the movie he ends up in a basement and Jason is down there and Jason attacks him and it's so fucking horrible horrible acting he's laying there he's killing me. He's killing me. <laughs> it's just like who wrote that shit? No know? shit. But uh, 
You know, one of my favorite scenes is old Corey Feldman on the bed. Yeah, like, dude. Looking out the window, watching the girls change their clothes in the house next door. Yeah, I fucking love uh, Corey Feldman, And the man. mom, the mom, he can hear the mom walking down the hall, so he hurries up and jumps in bed and acts like he's asleep. <laughs> oh, I yeah. so did that shit when I was a kid. Uh, uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> dude. But, uh, yeah, so many cool scenes. That's one, That's my favorite one of the whole series. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, and it truly is a lot of people's favorite. I really loved what they did with Tommy, uh, Corey Feldman's character in that film. How he he was really big into horror. And the way he made the, the mask and shit. And yeah, dude. I just thought that was fucking cool. Savini man. there. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Yeah. You know, he's... Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, in, in Friday the 13th, uh, you know, it was another film I saw in the theater, and it would just always hold a special place in my heart. Yeah, man. Um, and it's crazy because, like, the, you know... We're not going to talk about it too much. Just because of the skinny dipping scene. Uh, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. Right. But, uh, you know, we're not going to... We, we're not going to take it. No! But, no, you know, it's hard on some of these. My number five is a movie that, like... <sighs> The first one and this one are super close to me. I love all of them, but the first one and the second one are some of my all-time favorites. And the reason why the first one isn't on my list because it didn't come out in the 80s. It came out before the 80s. Just barely. Mm. So my number five... I know five, where you My number five is Phantasm 2. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Um, Phantasm, uh, if you guys haven't seen the first one, you need to watch it. It came out in 78, no, 79. 79. 79. Um, Phantasm 2 came fan- out in 86. Yes. Um, which was crazy because it was like seven years after the original film came out. And they continued the story, and they did a very good job with I it. I fucking love it, dude. Um, Phantasm. That, that movie was... When I found out that film was coming out that summer, that was like the most highly anticipated, anticipated film, you know, because the the first one is so good. It's just iconic. It's one of those movies. It's uh, first Phantasm. If you haven't watched it, do yourself a favor. Yeah, go watch well, it now. It's not eighties, but yeah, go back and watch. Go it. Go back and watch it, and then you can. It'll help you understand what's going on yeah. with the. But anyways, um, Phantasm two. Very fun movie. If you haven't watched it, I've any of them. I absolutely love the storyline of yeah. the whole series. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The storyline is killer. It's a weird storyline, but it's fucking cool. But it's good, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's it's about this guy they call Tall Man, and he he's an interdimensional traveler who comes and basically takes your soul to be slaves on his planet, and. It, He's got soul, and dude. It's super bad. It's just fucking so good. The storyline, yeah. And then you got you know Reggie, old Reggie Bannon. You know, <laughs> I, I I love Reggie, just man. Hot as love. We're just hot as love. <laughs> but uh, you know Tommy, Reggie, um, Mike. Mike, and um, they go to fight these, fight the tall man, and try to figure out what's going on and then you meet a lot of cool characters along the way um especially in the other ones the third and fourth you know uh but part two for me is fucking 
I don't know why. We've talked about this on our on our show before, but I'm huge into like I love the aspect of fighting evil. I love. We'll talk about it later because yeah. yeah. you know that's on my list. I, I know. I know. Um, so I just love the aspect of fighting evil and part two of Phantasm. You know, you get you get these guys and they're making they they're making bacon. They're making weapons to go fight. <clears throat> The tall man. Dude, that freaking shotgun. The four-bill shotgun, man. This is when you get introduced to the four-bill shotgun, brother. And um, th- this, the film is... Um, now, they did go with a different character in it. In it. At least Reggie was there. Right. Reggie right. saved it. Well, what was cool about this is uh, the first movie was so atmospheric. Yes, the second film, they continued that. I mean, it was still just, yeah, like, holy shit. Yeah, they they, they definitely nailed and it. That doesn't happen a lot in films, you know? especially with that much distance in you know, between. Because you're changing directors and writers, you know. And with that many years in between, yeah, you know, yeah. it's uh, it's okay. usually bad. But now, what's weird is, is I say that you change, but to my knowledge, I am pretty sure that Coscarelli did all of these. I, I I'm pretty sure he did. I'm pretty sure he did. And, you know, I got the whole set. Um, it's it's just a really great storyline. You guys like it. I think if you give yeah. it a chance and you watch it, you're going to really Especially love if it. you go back and watch the first one. Yes. If you watch the first one and then the second one back-to-back, I mean, you'll, yep. you'll get it. Hell, yeah. You and will definitely get it. I love the whole series. Super yeah. Phantasm, the first one, is fucking on my number one or two list on my all-time very super, super, super nostalgic for me. Yeah. A lot of reasons yeah. why. We've talked about it before. Um, but Phantasm 2, it was very it was very easy for me to put that as my number five. And Because um, you're halfway there. Well, you know, that one was one of those where I was like, man, do I want to put it up higher? Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's, it, it's, it's hard. It's, it's hard. hard. But Phantasm... Two. You know, just because a movie is our number 10 doesn't mean that it's not like better I, or worse than any of these. Like I films. said, like it I just, said. <laughs> it's hard to put these things in order. Number 10 is like number one nowadays. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. It's very hard. Absolutely. So what's up with your number four? We're getting All up right. here. We're so in our four. top five, guys. We're in our top five. So. Number four here. I am going to rip off the Band-Aid. Rip it. And I'm going to piss a lot of people off. <laughs> My number four. 1982. Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. Ooh, this one almost made my list. Um, I'm going to tell you right now, the first time I saw this film, I was disappointed in it. Um, there's no Michael Myers. There's no, what the hell are they thinking, you know? Um, but when you step back and you look at this film as a standalone movie, it's fucking creepy. Yes. It is fucking creepy. Very good. Um, this movie was directed by Tommy Lee Wallace. Here's a little crazy tidbit trivia. Tommy Lee Wallace was the uh, prop director and had a lot to do with the original film that came out in 1978. He also 
also was married to Nancy Keys, is her name now. But she played Nancy Loomis in the mm-hmm. original film. She was also in this movie. Uh, this movie starred uh, Tom Atkins as Daniel Cahill, uh, uh, Stacy Nelkin as Ellie, uh, Grudenbach, I think was her last name. Uh, yeah. She was a love interest for Tom Atkins yeah. in this film. Tom Atkins, <laughs> a fucking stud. Yeah, buddy. He fucks everybody in every movie. <laughs> um, <laughs> he d- I mean, come on. Come on. You know, the guy's a stud. Uh, Dan O'Hurley played Connell Cochran. Uh, very great, very cool choice to have this guy play the arch nemesis, or I guess you could put it. I mean, yeah. the bad guy, the, the Bane bad guy, you know. Um, Nancy Keys, who I told you was married to Tommy Lee Wallace, uh, she played Linda Cahill. She was Tom Atkins' ex-wife. Uh, I, I, you know, I don't know if they were exes. I know they were strange. They were separated, but I'm. I, 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 they were probably. I, I honestly, <laughs> I, he should have been. She was still cute. Uh, but anyway, uh, and uh, here's a cool thing a lot of people don't know. The announcer for the town that they were in, Jamie Lee Curtis. Oh yeah. yeah. So anyway, this is a very cool story. Like I said, if you put Michael Myers aside, basically uh, you've got a guy that has uh, created a uh, doomsday weapon, per se. Uh, He has put a microchip and Halloween masks that he's going to distribute to all the children all over the country. And whenever they watch his promo video on Halloween night, these masks are going to go haywire and basically kill these kids. Um, Very cool. I remember when this film came out, I could not wait to get my hand on one of those masks. I fucking wish. The skull, the pumpkin, and the the witch. witch. Now, here's a big fucking thing. Have you seen the preview for Halloween Kills? Yes. The three iconic masks are in the movie. Yes, I seen that. Oh. I seen that. It looks awesome. I don't want. I know yeah. a lot of people are mad because they leaked a bunch of shit or yeah. something. Uh, I don't care, man. I can't wait to see it. I know it's gonna I be good. Wait to see it. But a little head, just a little uh, th- quick thing. We talked about Jamie Lee Curtis. I watched a movie with her today in it. A little movie called Virus. Oh shit! I forgot about that. Yeah, I watched that today. Wow. Yeah, that as I was making funny. my list, that's yeah. what it was on the TV. Shit. Uh, or working on more. Absolutely fantastic in true lies. Um, <laughs> anyway. Trading uh, place. That I mean. striptease scene that she does with Arnold. Um, anyway. Anywho. T- yeah, Halloween 3. Uh, I love it. A lot of people give this movie flack, but. I like it. The atmosphere I is. I love this movie. I mean, it, it, it's one of those films I have to watch every Halloween. Well, the atmosphere in it is yeah. just like Halloween. And the story behind it. I mean, it's. Yeah, I love the fucking mask, man. The whole yeah. concept of oh, it. Yeah. Super, super good. This is this one did not make my list, but. Uh, it should have, damn it. It. That, well. <laughs> no, I actually, I. it doesn't surprise <clears throat> me. This movie would not make a lot of people's top ten list. Well, it's, for me, it's nostalgia. Yes, yeah, there you Love go. This film. There you go. Love yeah. it. It's just one of the. It is a great film, especially if you like. You said you go into it just as a standalone movie by itself. Just yes. think about it like that, yep. you know. And you, it's it. I will be honest with you. When I was a kid, I didn't really get it. 
but, but as an adult. But as an yeah. adult, I got it. And I'm like, well, as a teenager. Especially when you think about around Halloween when you're going shopping yeah, for masks for your kids. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Yeah. Fucking <laughs> tell me that movie ain't creepy. Oh, it's awesome, dude. Oh, and Michael Myers is in it for a brief second. Yes. There's a guy watching a t- watching Halloween on a TV set. <laughs> so, my number four is a little movie that is probably definitely a majority of the people's number one in the series. And that is a movie called Nightmare on Elm Street Part 3, Dream Warriors. We're the Dream Warriors. Don't want to dream no more. You would have that film. Okay, well, wait a minute. We're not done with our list here. It's my number four. Number four. Number four. Number four. Nightmare on uh, Elm Street. Dream Warriors. Yeah, very cool. Uh, I remember by the time I got to that film... I was thinking, man, the series is going downhill really quick, you know. And then that film, just the the imagery they <clears> used <throat> in that movie was just well, dude, over the top. Let's just be honest. Part two was a fucking shit show. <laughs> <laughs> okay? Let's just be honest. Well, okay, then there's that. Part two was just such a shit show. Part one was great, and then part two was just such a shit show, and you're like... What the fuck, man? They ruined it. And then, bam. I like the rest of them. I don't care what anybody says. I love the rest. And part two is the only one I don't like. Um, But part three is my number four. And um, this movie, big part, like I said, I love the concept of fighting evil and shit, you know. Um, And with this one, it's cool because, like you talked about with the imagery – and the mm-hmm. way that they showed that these get, these people could work together in their dreams. Right, right. And, like, just, you know, fucking the bad chick with the fucking yeah. knives. And then, like, Frey's got his whole fucking fingers all jacked up with yeah. fucking syringes and shit, yeah. man. Oh, yeah. Like, this... Um, this yeah, because she was the junkie. Yeah. 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 Yep. So, if you haven't seen this, you're probably not listening to this podcast. Because <laughs> I can probably, probably say not. that every person who's listening to this podcast yeah. has seen this yeah. movie. So, Man, I haven't watched that in a long time. I need to go. That's it. I'm going in the house. I'll see you guys later. Yeah, bye, fuckers. You'll never know our fucking <laughs> top three. <laughs> uh. But, no, uh, my number four, Nightmare on Elm Street, uh, part three, man, Dream Warriors, great soundtrack. As you guys just heard us do a lovely rendition of. Uh, <laughs> and now we're going to have a break from our sponsors. We are sponsored tonight by Freddy's Cutlery. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you know, you can't go wrong with this one. I'm sure every guy's seen that. If you haven't, go check it out. Go watch the whole fucking series except for number two. Act like part two never happened. Who does number two work for? <laughs> Fucking somebody else. <laughs> it wasn't working for Nightmare on Elm Street. That's for damn know. sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jeez. shit. Jeez. All right. All right, guys. Now, we're getting to the fucking big dogs here. We're getting to the nitty-gritty. The big dogs, the top three. Um, this is hard to do. My, my top three will not surprise you at all. Yeah, I can say my... Yeah, uh, you probably already know 
at well, least two of my top yeah. three. I'm pretty sure I know what your number one is. You die, but, I bet you don't. Uh, oh. I yeah, know what you bet. Th- I know, know what, what you. I'm thinking of. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know what I'm thinking of. All right. So my number three. Absolutely love this film for everything about it. Creep Show from 1982. Oh, did not see that one coming. Oh yeah. Um, this movie directed by George Romero, written by. Stephen King, starring fucking everybody on the planet. (laughs) You got fucking Ted Danson, Leslie Nielsen, fucking Hal Holbrook, fucking... Jesus, the list goes on and on and on. Fucking Adrian Barbeau. I mean, come on. This movie was so good that they had to make a series out of it and fucking ruin it. Um, <laughs> no, no, no. The series isn't that bad. But uh, this movie, I just, I love how they put it together. Um, you know how they had, of course, hopefully you've seen this film. It's an anthology type film. You know, you've got four different stories taking place in four different places, and there's four different <laughs> fucked up outcomes. But. From the onslaught, the very first story, I watch it every year, just watched it a couple weeks ago, the very first story, Father's Day. I want my cake, Bedelia. (laughs) Uh, Absolutely love that. Uh, You know, and it's got a, oh, fucking Ed Harris on it. Uh Uh-huh. Ed Harris, uh... It's been so long since I've seen that one. So, so good. Um, so creepy, and every story is like, holy shit, you know? And what's cool is, is they break these stories up with fucking Tom Atkins playing the dickhead father. <laughs> <coughs> and what's really cool about it, the little boy is none other than Joe Hill, Stephen King's son. Bam. 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 How can you go wrong Spice it up a notch. You got every horror icon in this film. The only horror icon that was in this film that was not a horror icon was fucking Leslie Nielsen. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, man. Yeah, it's been a... played a fucking killer part. It's been a very long time since I've seen that, but I know, I do remember it, and it's fucking... Yeah. It's just one of those classic... Just... It's like, I seen that before I seen Tales from the Crypt. You want to have a good time, you can throw Creepshow in at any time, anywhere, and people are going to stop and watch it. It's just a fun film to watch. Yes, like I said, like I said, it it um, I seen that before I seen Tales from the Crypt, so it you know yeah, it, it's just a great and you gotta love the anthology films, you know, uh, Trick or Treat, shit like that, you know, uh, especially the remake that Trick or Treat, mm-hmm. dude, killer, cat's fuck Cat's Eye, yeah, man, I mean, mm-hmm. the list goes on. There was a lot of them, but uh, great film, great film. You know, and an iconic director like George Romero. Oh, George Romero. You know, the guy knows what he's doing. And this movie was not a zombie film. It was not. There was a zombie in it. I can say. I love zombies. (laughs) But anyways. Anywho. 
So my number three. Moving on. My number three, guys. And this was hard. The top five was hard, hard. Um, my number three is a movie called Nigh the Demons. Oh, I was so worried you weren't going to get that on your list. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> Holy no. Shit. This movie is, the, we did an episode on this, our second episode of the show. Like, this is actually, to be honest with you, this was our first episode. Because our very first episode we did was just us introducing ourselves. Yeah, yeah. This is our very first episode we did. And this fucking movie still stands up to Oh, day. yeah. Absolutely. And what's cool about this movie is a lot of younger cats who are kind of new to the mm-hmm. horror game probably haven't seen this. They probably haven't. But they probably have seen the remake. Yes. Uh, a lot of the younger generation will probably get into the remake a little more, but it's not near as good. Fuck no. Not near as good. Do yourself a favor. Go back and watch Go the back original. and watch the original. Yeah, absolutely. Night of the Demons. Watch the original for the lipstick scene alone. Who Who is the, who is the lipstick who? queen? Who? Linnea Quigley. That's right, guys. That's right. You can't Bam. go fucking wrong. Um, this... This this movie, um, I I don't even know how to express it enough to literally scares the shit out of people still today, and it stands yeah. up today. Like, well, it's a very creepy film. Fucking super creepy. Yeah. So basically, and the whole premise behind it too. Yes, like, dude, just trapped. So basically, this movie is about a party that a girl named Angela is throwing. And it's a Halloween party that just so happens to be taking place in a mortuary. Uh, and they have this party and literally release the demons. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, killer fucking scenes in this. Funny fucking scenes in this. Uh, fucking scenes in this. Uh, <laughs> oh, that coffin scene. Oh, geez. Um, yeah, the coffin. You guys will understand when you watch it. Um, but one of my favorite scenes, I'm not going to tell you guys too much about this because I really, 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 really want you guys to watch this movie. One of my favorite scenes in this whole fucking film is the stigmata scene when she's dancing. Yes. Yeah. God just dang. the music they're playing, the, fu- the way she moves. The whole... And it's not just because she's a beautiful girl. It just... Does the- the effect that they give out Man. during the scene. I mean, just... Such a great movie. Night of the Demons. You guys have to go watch that. The original. Not the one that came out in, what, 2010 or some shit like that? I can't remember when it fuck came out. Not the new one. The 80s version. You guys gotta watch it. Such an amazing film. Still holds up today. It's a staple in my household. I yeah. fucking yeah. love that movie, dude. Super creepy. Super, super creepy. Uh, dude, it, I can't say enough about it. I want you guys to watch it, though. So you have to watch this movie. This is a movie that I want people to bring back. And what's cool, what is cool about the old, about the, the newer generation of horror fans is that a lot of them like the old shit. So I'm hoping that they bring this movie back and put it out there where people see it. Like, I really want them to fucking check this one out. My number three, Nigh the Demons. 
please go check that one out. Do yourself a fucking favor. Do yourself a favor. Great movie. Yes, such a great film. Now, this is our... Holy Jesus. Nitty gritty, boys. One and two. One and two. Who does number two work for? All right. All right. So my number two movie is Austin Powers. (laughs) 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 Uh. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. All right, buddy. All right, buddy. I'm I'm starting to sweat here. He's sweating over here. Uh, No surprise that this film would be on my list. Absolutely no surprise. Uh, The greatest werewolf transformation ever put on film, and I'm talking about 1982's An American Werewolf in London. Uh, Werewolf in London. I just, I still, to this day, absolutely love this movie. Um, you talk about a movie holding up, you cannot go wrong with this film. Uh, just everything about it, the way they filmed it, they, you had the fantastic John Landis directed this movie, um, starred David Naughton, uh, Jenny Argula, uh, and Griffin Dunn as Jack, um, so much atmospheric horror in this film. (laughs) I mean, I just don't even know what to say about it. I mean, it it is so good. Well, you know, whenever people are just literally, they put out video, there is breakdowns of the transformation in this Yes, yes. Videos of people just doing breakdowns about the transformation. So, you know, we talk about Tom Savini a lot on here because he's one of the greatest makeup effects artists ever. But you got to give it up to Rick Baker. Rick Baker, like I said, the greatest werewolf transformation ever put on film. Uh, even the stuff they do today, which they do some really cool stuff today, nothing will ever come close to what Rick Baker did with this film. Mm. Uh, so many cool scenes. Uh, Jack, his friend that was murdered, um, they're both attacked by a werewolf. David survives. Jack is killed. Um, but Jack keeps coming back to David. And every time he comes back, he's a little more decayed and yeah. a little more rotten. And, you know, he's trying to get David to kill himself because he knows he's going to turn into a werewolf. Uh, just so, so, this movie had so much going on. It, like or, I said, you know. when you're when you literally have people breaking down your shit, just one part of your movie. Yeah, it, and we're talking a, a three minute clip out of a movie that has just, yeah, like Ryan said. I mean, people are constantly breaking that down and you know looking at every aspect of it on how he did this and how he did that. And uh, do yourself a favor if you've never seen this movie, even if you don't like werewolf films. Check out the werewolf transformation in this film. You will not be disappointed. Yes, 100%. 100%. And the music that they're playing behind it. You know, they're playing Credence, Bad Moon Rising. And, uh, you know, you wouldn't think of that song as being a a good song for a horror film, but it fits so well in that scene. Yep. Uh, Just uh, so so many cool, cool aspects about this film. I don't want to break it down, but I just, I absolutely love that movie. Man, you know, that kind of just reminded me of something. 
a movie that I know didn't make our list. Because I know you're number one now. Yeah. And you don't know what my number one is I yet. don't. I eh, don't. But you know what my number two is. Uh, <laughs> Please don't share your number two. <laughs> uh, no, but I can't believe, now that I'm thinking about it, I can believe because I went through it all and did it, but Pet Cemetery. Yeah. You know? Well, I, and there's a reason behind that, and we can talk about that later. Well, we can, but... That's not on this yeah, one. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so. That Cemetery is a great film. And JT, like JT already knows what my number two is now since. And he knows what my number one is. <laughs> so my. have been paying attention, you'll know what my number one is. Yeah, my number one is a surprise for him. Whoa. My number one's a surprise. Surprise. Uh, so my number two is The Lost Boys. Yeah. The Lost Boys. Fuck this movie. Yeah, fuck this movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. His favorite part of the Lost Boys was that dude with the saxophone. Yeah. That's everybody's favorite that's, part. That's, that's <laughs> you know what this movie needs? A guy with a saxophone and no shirt. And fucking tight jeans or tight pants on. Yeah, no. yoga pants. No, I, I'm not knocking this movie at all. It's no, man. So, the Lost Boys... Uh, Fuck. I mean... I didn't put it on my list because I knew Ryan would. It's got Corey Feldman, Corey Haim, fucking Kiefer. I mean, Kiefer fucking... Sutherland. I mean, uh... Amy Gertz. Uh, Winters, or Jamie Gertz. Uh, Jamie Gertz. Uh, what was uh, Alex Alex Winters. Winters. I mean... Uh, who was the guy, uh... Oh, the fucking... Patrick. Yeah. God dang it. There's so many... Uh, the, great acts. had the Edward guy that yep. we were trying to think of a while ago. Yes. Uh, Edward Cullen. And, <laughs> and no, no, no. You motherfucker. No. Um, God, so many fucking cool This is a real movie. vampire movie. And the music, the score of this film was just unbelievable. I just want, you know, this movie. Everybody's seen this one, probably Lost Boys. If you have not seen this one, if you're new to horror, go do yourself a favor. Go look at this fucking movie. Um... Now, this movie to me is fucking vital in my horror history, in my growing up history. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and uh, literally played a role in my life to the point to where, you know, there was time in my life I was a frog brother in my head. You know, I did a lot of a lot of things, man. That's what. Like I said, I like the aspect of fighting evil and shit, and like I, I completely felt at home with them. Yeah, like yeah. Uh, I fit in with them. You know what I mean? Um, a movie like this, it's 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 a cult classic, you know, um, with the Corys in it. Together, they were just fucking awesome. You know, yeah. and um, it's just this one holds a fucking very dear part in my heart, you know, um, and it uh, still holds up today. You can watch it at any fucking point in time, no matter when yeah. it is. Oh, yeah. Um, and if I'm having a bad day or it gets to the point where I just I got to get away from the fucking world and just get back to fucking normalcy, I'll go watch that fucking movie and shoot me back to being a fucking kid. It's funny. There's times when I'm 
messing around the house, I'll throw that movie in just to, just for the soundtrack. Yeah, man. You know that opening scene when they're driving, yeah. fucking doom, 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 yeah. doom. People are strange. Yeah. You know, so I mean, many, so many great songs on this movie. The grandpa, he's funny as shit. You know, one thing I couldn't stand about Santa Car. <laughs> All the damn vampires. <laughs> you got to love... I mean, this movie's just so good. Great. Uh, uh, I, I cannot say enough about this film. Like I said, the reason why this is my number two and not my number one like he thought it was. Uh, I thought for sure that it'd be your number one. Yes. Well, my number one is a movie that uh, you should probably know what my number one is coming up. Uh, but, oh, uh, no, you already fucked that up for me. Well, it, it's a, it's an important one to both okay. of us. Right. Um. But this movie is, yeah. yeah, I mean, Lost Boys is, um, you know, we do this podcast because we love movies. Yeah. We absolutely. love horror movies. Um, but there are certain ones that just stick out to us, and uh, it's like, Lost Boys is one of those films. It, you know, it's, it's, it's like music. We love, we love music as well on this podcast. And some songs... I have a thing where I really feel music. Like, mm-hmm. I fucking feel it in my bones. Um, I feel you, bro. Yeah. So, like, there's some songs that they'll fucking get you, dude. And they hit yeah. you, you know. Um, this movie hits me all the time, you know. Uh, big, big part of my childhood. Big, big part of my life. My boys love it. I introduced it to them. That's another great thing about this movie is I can let my children watch it. And yeah. there's nothing wrong with it at all. You know, uh, so yeah, my number two, Lost Boys. If you haven't seen it, I don't know where you've been. If you haven't, fucking go check it out. You will definitely not be disappointed. Take yourself all the way back to 1987. Fuck. Watch that film. Yeah. You'll do yourself a fucking great favor. Yeah. So, all right. There it is. Ding, 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 ding. Numero unos now right. if you listen to the whole show you know what my number one is because we've talked about it <laughs> and i'm going to tell you why it's my number one so my number one film is poltergeist from 1982 uh i personally feel to me that movie it's such a great film. I mean, it just kind of wrapped up my childhood, you know. Uh, this movie had so much going on for it. Had a fantastic director, fantastic writer, a great cast. Um, so this this movie was directed by Toby Hooper. It was written by Steven Spielberg. Now, there is some rumor out there that this movie really wasn't directed by Toby Hooper. They just put Toby Hooper's name as the director that Steven Spielberg was really calling the shots in this film. (laughs) And if you watch it and you compare it to another 1982 classic, E.T., you can understand that. So Spielberg was really busy working on E.T. at the time that he needed to put somebody else's name on a film. Now, I'm not knocking Toby Hooper. Toby Hooper does some fantastic shit. I mean, of course, he was responsible for Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Fuck yeah. Um, But this movie is just, for, for someone like me who is a haunted house 
freak and a ghost story junkie, this movie is like over the top. It's everything you could want from a ghost story. You've got the innocent family moving into a home. Well, you know, they move into a home in a brand new subdivision. They've got a brand new house. This house can't be haunted. Wrong. Uh, you know, you've got Greg T. Greg T. Nelson playing uh, the father in this film. Uh, you know, he plays Stephen Freeling. Uh, the lovely Joe Beth Williams, who plays Diane Freeling. Um, Heather O'Rourke is, is uh, Carol Ann. And, and I'm going to bring this up because it's kind of a sad deal. Uh, you've got Dominique Dunn playing the daughter Dana, who unfortunately was murdered by her boyfriend just a few short years later. In real life. In real life. Um, but the reason why I bring that up here, because I'm not trying to down anybody, Dominique Dunn was the sister of Griffin Dunn, who played Jack in my number two movie, An American Werewolf in London. Mm. Kind of weird that those two movies came together for me. but So this is the first movie that is on both of our lists. It's the first movie that's on both of our lists. That's weird. <laughs> that is really weird. Um, but everything it, the, it, you talk about imagery in a film, you can't get more. I you, you can you can. But, but there is some imagery in this film. Uh, you know the ghosts coming down the staircase so when awesome. they're filming it. Um, the the one beast ghost outside the door when she's laying in the hallway. Don't hurt my babies. You, you know, know one of my favorite just scenes. So creepy. The the one of my favorite scenes is um and some of my favorite parts of this is the simplest parts, and that's the part where like uh, whenever she f um is talking to Carol Ann in the kitchen in the morning, yeah and she's talking to her and she's like, who did, the TV people did it, yeah and then she turns around and like everything's stacked up on All the, the fucking chairs are stacked up on like the in table. a weird fucking yeah. way. Yeah, and she's like, oh, and then like, like something uh, one person wouldn't be able to do, especially in that amount of time. Right, right. Um, you're, you're talking a split second. And then like um, the part where uh, just shortly after that, whenever she's um, sitting there and she's like got her shooting across the kitchen floor. Yeah, yeah. When when her husband Stephen Craig T. Nelson comes home and she's like, "Come on, I got to show you this," you know. And, yeah, yeah, it's you know yeah. the, it's the smaller things that really. Yeah. That's the great thing about '80s horror too is that like they didn't need a bunch to fucking make you. And then there's the really extreme parts, like when one of the paranormal investigators rips his face off in the laundry room. Yes, you know you're, that that part. I still watch that, and I'm like, ah, I almost have to look away, you know. See, I, but I want to see it. You yeah. Know? Um, just so many cool scenes in that film when she falls in the pool with all the skeletons and stuff, you know. That's a meme now. Uh, it is. It is. Um, just a great film. That movie, you know, came out. I, you know, I was I was really young then, um, and just uh, that movie really hit me hard, and I just love the story behind it. And I still watch that movie all the time. I watch it probably two or three times a year because I absolutely love it. I love the way they filmed it. I love everything about it. It gives you that that close-knit family feel that is in peril, you know, and 
there's no escape from it, you know, and oh, I just can't, I can't reiterate to you guys how much I love that film, and that is why it made my number one. Uh, yeah, it's a great film, man. It's on my list. Um, great film, classic, cult classic, you know. Yeah. Everyone remembers, everybody knows a part out of that movie, you know. Yeah. Absolutely. Everyone. Hey, just get they're out of that, Carolyn. You know, or they're here. Yeah, all yeah. that, you know. Um, uh, people remember Zelda that. Zelda Rubenstein playing the psychic yeah. medium kind of. Oh, yeah, yeah, man. I mean, hey, people remember that shit. So <laughs> that part where, where she's like, I'm going to go after her. And uh, Steven's like, no, let me go. And, and the, you know, I'm, and she's like, uh, she's like, yeah, you're right. You go. <laughs> just, it's just funny. You know. But yeah, uh, I, just I mean. love that film. Great movie, man. Great number one. The effects on that are amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Fucking great film. It's hard to believe, even watching that film now, it is hard to believe that that movie came out in 1982. Yeah. The, the effects that, that are in that film, how the hell did they pull that off in 1982? I'll tell you how. Steven Spielberg. Steven Spielberg and a lot of fucking money. Yeah. So, great film. So here we are. It's a surprise. It's a surprise. A surprise. So, what's our favorite horror movie? What's our favorite horror movie? Well, I know what my favorite horror movie is. And that is? Halloween. Yes. Halloween, right? So, my number one, Halloween 2. What? Halloween 2. Wow. And the only reason why it's my number one. That's amazing. I wouldn't have guessed that. And Halloween. And well, it's a good film. Well, I'm going to tell you something. Uh, and we talked about this with Halloween. Halloween, the first one, is such an amazing piece. If you appreciate what the amount of things they did mm -hmm. with the little that they had. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The way they were able to hold people in that film. It's such an atmospheric movie. Yeah. Absolutely. And part two keeps that fucking going. It does. It does. So for me, Halloween, there's, there's a... There's a battle between Phantasm and Halloween for my number ones. Okay? Because I fucking love Halloween, the first one. Yeah. It just feeds me that fucking... That feeling I want for from a horror movie. And not only that, but... Like, it puts you in that Halloween spirit. I could feel it. Like, like I talked about yeah. before, when she's walking across the street to see what's going on and mm. the wind's blowing, I could yeah. feel that. You know, I, could, I know what that feels like. So, part two keeps that going. The reason why I love part two and it made my number one is because it's like I'm watching, I can watch these back to back and it's like I'm watching a fucking four-hour movie almost. You know what I mean? It's, it just... Go straight. Well, and they meant it to be that way. Exactly, you know? and that's my whole point. The reason why part two of Halloween is my number one. A, I mean, fuck, it's a great, it's amazing yeah. fucking film. But to me, it's just Halloween. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It just keeps going. Yeah, 
Absolutely. And I love that movie. It puts me into... I can watch Halloween and just start hearing the opening credits that fucking Carpenter fucking made the song Carpenter Dude, that did. that fucking video you shared with me today was fucking badass. I told you, yeah, man. It's fucking that awesome. Fucking John Carpenter's band playing that song live. Yeah. Yeah, that was Like, fairly recently, good. too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, man, it, it just puts me... It, and right it's one of the main reasons why I'm into horror, you know? It's very hard to make this list, but, like, I sat and I thought about this, and actually my wife, you know, we've been together 20 years. She knows mm. me fucking better than anybody in this world, right. you know. Um, she was like, you know, because I was telling her. I'm sitting here. I'm like, babe, I'm down to Lost Boys and Halloween 2. Yeah. And she's like, well, Halloween 2 is your number one. Yeah. She's like. That's it, wild. I would have never she's like, thought that you would have pulled that out for a number one. Well, you know, man, it's I literally can just. I get it. I I totally get it. I can sit down and put those movies in back to back, and I got a fucking four hours to just get a fuck away from everything. Yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. Yep. And that's a lot to me, you know. And um, music, it has everything. I'm huge into music. You're huge into music. Mm -hmm. I feel music, man. I as soon as I hear that fucking intro, is that yep. it's like you know, you're just like. Boom, man! Yeah. It, it shoots you straight back, and you're instantly there. Th Hell yeah! You know, and it's funny that you know my wife had to uh, <laughs> had to tell me that she's like, yeah, this Lost Boys number two and Halloween's number fucking. Nothing wrong with your wife telling you that? But no, she knows better than anybody, man. But um, yeah, it's such a great film. I'm sure all of you listening out there have seen this. Yeah. And if not, if you're just now getting into horror and you listen to this podcast for other things like paranormal and stuff like that, do yourself a favor and go watch Halloween, the first one, and Halloween 2, back to back. I'm telling you. It, wow. Mind blown. Enough is enough. <laughs> wow. Well, so man. there it is, guys. That's it, brothers. That's, uh, that's our top ten for... Uh, 1980 brothers and sisters uh, like we said we're not dissing any movies i mean you know we put these in an order that we thought you know if i was going to watch these movies i'd watch them in this order you know um and that's how they hit me uh, you know and what's cool about horror is is i may look at this list tomorrow and it might be in a different order i literally changed but it's one on the show it's still going to be the same movies though what's cool I, I love these movies and we're not we're not downplaying it because there are so many great movies from the Shit. 80s we didn't even mention movies like the fly uh pet know, cemetery evil dead fuck that was on my list at first evil dead 2 you know um like ryan said pet cemetery uh this witchboard i loved that film when i was a kid didn't hold up very well. All the different you know? parts I of mean, the, all the different parts of Nightmare on Elm Street, Friday the Thirteenth, fucking. Dude, and I'm going to tell you right now, one movie that I am totally blown away that neither one of us even put on our list. Fucking Pumpkinhead. Great film, great film. But it just didn't fall into my list, you know. It was on my top twenty. 
and it just went away. It's because it's so hard. I know that Ryan was thinking Hellraiser was going to make it on my list. I did. Um, Hellraiser's a great film. Well, Hellraiser's a film. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, Hellraiser is a good movie. It is a good movie, but Hellraiser is not up there with the greats. I don't think so either. It's not. Um, It's got some very cool scenes and some iconic quotes, but eh, it falls short a little bit. Um, not knocking it at all. I, I still watch it occasionally. Um, still holds up pretty well, but didn't make my list. Yeah, there's a lot of movies like that, man. A lot of them, you know. You so, know. and there's a lot of B grade stuff that I didn't talk about, you know, like Funeral Home and Mortuary, Mausoleum, you know. All yeah, those but these are love too. These know? were our tops, but these were the big ones for us. For for us, you know, and uh, you know. So what we want you guys to do is, if you want to, put a comment down below or send us a message. What's yeah. your top? Try and come up with your What's top What's your top 10? 10? And we'll try, Ethan, if you can send us your top 10, we maybe yeah, we'll read them off. favor. Come up with your top five. Yeah. It's hard. The top five is harder than, top, than the bottom 10. Yeah. If you really think about it. So, yeah, if you guys do that, send it in. We may fucking read them out online. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yes, sir. But, uh, but yeah, guys, I think top ten of the eighties. That's going to be the end of this one. Yeah, man, that was hard. That was that was tough, dude. So hard, but so fun. I it was it was cool not knowing what your list was going to be. You know what's yeah. funny is what's funny is is that we both were going into this like oh we know we we're going to probably have the same fucking list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we only had one fucking. We only movie. had one, one movie on both lists, and that was Poltergeist. <laughs> yes. Great film. Great film, but it's just crazy because we both thought that we were going to fucking have the same. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's how the fucking I really did, comes. but when I started going through and looking at it, I was like, no, this has got to be in there. This has got to be in there. That's definitely got to be in there, <laughs> you know. Yeah, it's funny, man, because you go, you go thinking, and, and I'm not going to lie to you, <clears throat> before I started thinking about things, there was a, you know, Lost Boys was going to, Silver Bullet was going to be up in my top five. And look where it ended. Yeah. i tell you what was weird for me going through this list is most of my movies, well, well here, I'm going to tell you. One, two, three, four, five, six. Seven of the movies I was on my list were between 1980 and 1982. I had five movies on my list from 1982. <laughs> what does that tell you? There you go. 1982 was a very influential year for me. Yeah. You know. Yeah, man. So, guys, that was our list. Check them out. Go check those movies out if you have not watched them. Let us Definitely. know how you feel about them. They're readily available. Leave us a comment below if you want to tell us how you feel about those movies or send us a message on Facebook, however you want to do it. And, uh... You know, if you guys want to come on a show, let us know. We'll try and get you on here. It's very easy to do. So that's it, guys. That's our top freaking ten. It's been a long five five or six weeks. So uh, we got to plan some new episodes, some different stuff some from some movies. We're going to do some different things. But anyways, guys, we love you. Thank you for your support. As always, Horror Fam, you guys are awesome. But more importantly, as always, until next time, Keep it creepy!